95-94 is your final. The Jazz fall to the L.A. Clippers tonight in Los Angeles. It's your Jazz Game Night postgame show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. It's brought to you by both Mark Miller's Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller's Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. The Jazz played tough tonight, Tim, but uh, offensive rebounds and uh, some struggles from a couple of key players, and they just couldn't get over the hump. Yeah, it's so hard because, uh, you know, the other night it was kind of the turnovers that stuck out. Tonight's the offensive rebounds and um, and really just still the, the lack of, you know, total flow on offense. Donovan had a, an unbelievable night and Bogdanovich had a good night. Uh, but those guys kind of had to carry the load. Joe came in and actually was pretty aggressive and on that little run uh, made some shots. But, you know, Donovan came out of the game in the fourth quarter and it was just kind of Donovan, Kawhi, Donovan, Kawhi. Uh, and then Kawhi continued, and, and Donovan came out, and you know the Jazz kind of lost that that lead right there, and then uh, it was just a difficult little little stretch. But um, it was they played well enough defensively to win the game. They just did not finish possessions, and uh, not only did the, you know the Clippers most of those offensive rebounds led to right to putbacks and and points. Well, you pointed this out as we were watching the uh, watching the game. Uh, the Clipper, or excuse me, the Jazz had seventy eight field goal attempts tonight. The Clippers had ninety two. That's so hard. It is. I mean, it's hard to win against a really good team, but when you spot them fourteen field goal attempts, um, and again, most of those just going right straight back to putbacks. It was, it was, it was really tough, and it wasn't. You know, Ron and, and Dave talked about the fourth quarter, but it was it was kind of throughout the game. All right, uh, with that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Uh, the uh, the Jazz lose tonight 105-94 to the L.A. Clippers. Our next broadcast is going to be Wednesday night. Tim, you're going to be back on Wednesday. Excited about it. Uh, take it on the Philadelphia 76ers, who I believe are still unbeaten. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have more of your Jazz Game Night postgame show coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. This has been Utah Jazz Basketball on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz Basketball is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller Lexus and Murray. And Lexus of Linden. By Zions Bank. For a noteworthy approach to banking, Zions Bank is for you. And by your Utah Toyota dealers. For all the latest jazz interviews, insights, and breaking news, go to 1280thezone.com and utahjazz.com. This is Utah Jazz Basketball on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz Basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch-and-shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Dante drives in and out and bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. 
is your final. The Jazz fall to the Clippers in L.A. tonight. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you at your Jazz game night post-game show. Brought to you by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Let's check out your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olsen Company. Les Olsen Company, your office technology partner. Uh, the Jazz tonight shot 39.7% from the field. 32.3% from three. 10 of 31. They were led by Donovan Mitchell. 36 points. 11 of 21 shooting, 10 of 14 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3. Tim, he uh, also added 6 assists, 2 steals, and 4 rebounds. Donovan was absolutely terrific. He was electric in the fourth quarter. He just didn't quite have enough help. It it was actually really fun. It was kind of like a playoff game there. You know, it was was a half-court game. Um, You know, Clippers were doing everything to get uh, Kawhi shots. Uh, the Jazz got Donovan shots. Uh, both were going to the line. I was really impressed with Donovan, you know, the fouls he drew and got to the line. Um, and he was very – he played with a ton of force. Uh, but, yeah, he just um, he just didn't have enough help tonight uh, around him um, to, uh, to get over the hump. But it's another night where the Jazz uh, do a great job defensively. They hold the Clippers to 39% from the field. Um, you know, kind of an uncharacteristic Kawhi first half. They held him to five points, uh, but we said it. You know, he's he 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 was bound to to have a second half, and he did. And had a big time fourth quarter, um, and the Jazz just couldn't hold him off. All right, let's throw things back down to Staples Center, where Coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. Just you know, breakdowns in communication that that had result of some fouls but the biggest thing is just defensive glass and we're just we, we it's too much to overcome if we're not getting bodies on people and getting getting rebounds um we can have a really good possession defensively if we don't secure the ball it's wasted is cohesion part of the problem with the offensive rebounding or what no, we just have to we have to we have to have to block out and rebound um, there's no cohesion involved in that we just have to have a stronger will to do that yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. Kawhi was pretty much held in check for three quarters. Mm-hmm. What was he able to do before? Well, 18, I think. yeah, I mean, we were we were trying to come off and, and help and double. We put him on the foul line. It was really the biggest thing in, in my estimation. We had a couple breakdowns from a communication standpoint where he got loose. And, he, you know, he's going to have um, – He's going to have stretches where, where he scores, and even when you're double teaming him, he's. But you can't put him on the foul line, and you can't give up. You know, when you get a stop, you can't give up second chance points. And your thoughts on Tony Bradley's minutes tonight, kind of playing with Rudy? Tony did a good job. Tony did a really good job. He's been working hard, and you know, there's always things that you know, collectively you know, we can do better. But Tony, Tony did a good job. He's, you mentioned Kawhi was able to kind of go toe-to-toe with him in in the fourth and then the last maybe minute and a half maybe ran out of steam a little bit Um, how valuable is it for him to to have these experiences and you talked about confidence and his confidence to kind of to to go toe-to-toe with a guy like Kawhi to be honest with you I I like Donovan's aggressiveness Um, but you know we don't want to waste that because we can't get defensive rebounds so you know and that's one through five that's collectively we got to rebound the ball. You play both the Lakers here and the Clippers here. How would you describe Staples, the, the environment for different teams? There's obviously a lot of expectations. To be honest with you, I'm not tuned in to the, the environment. I'm tuned in to what we're doing. 
All right, that was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as his team uh, falls to the Clippers 105-94, and he said it uh, two, three different times there, Tim, what we've been talking about as well with uh, Lock and Boone. Second chance opportunities, offensive rebounds, big problem. they got to figure it out. Yeah, and it's a, I, I agree with what Quinn said. It's one through five. I mean, it wasn't uh, – wasn't any one guy it was you know a couple ones I thought about right there you know Bogdanovich a couple times um, you know missed his guy Royce didn't hit a guy and it, it is a physical war when the glass on the glass and the Jazz have to have a little bit more um, uh, just a physical approach to go hit a body because uh, Rudy will get a lot of those rebounds um, there's even t- one time Rudy came over uh, to try to you know contest a shot and Conley kind of had an op- the, uh, the assignment to come slam down. So it's one through five. Uh, guys have to just make it a point of emphasis. But it, it is really difficult to lose a game like that where you play so hard. Uh, you do a great job on the scouting report. You get them to take the shots that you want them to take. And uh, they just get too many looks because you miss assignments on the glass. Montrez Harrell in particular, he had six offensive rebounds. It seems like he was the one who was really benefiting when Rudy would go help. Uh, he was the one who was right there in position to to gather that and yeah, and, and it's got a ha- bunch of them. Yeah, and it's hard because uh, he's a big, strong, physical guy, and a lot of times, you know, if you're Mike Conley and you have to hit him, or if you're uh, you know Badanovich, you got to hit him or Royce. Um, but it is it is a a point of emphasis that I think Quinn will certainly address uh, along with, you know, the other things, but it's, uh, it's hard when you play that well defensively and defense does travel. The jazz did a great job on the glass, but, or excuse me, on the defensive end. But if you don't finish the possession, then as Quinn said, it's kind of all for naught. Leonard finished the game with 30 points on 9 of 26, shooting 10 of 12 at the line. Uh, he had six boards and three assists, but uh, Coach Snyder talked about how in the fourth quarter it helps when you go to – and we saw it with Donovan too, by the way, but it helps when you go to the line and you're able to get those those easy you know, those easy shots when the clock stopped and, uh, and get going a little bit when you see the ball go down. It is. It's um, something that you teach a guy, you know, if they don't have it really going, to be aggressive – uh, get to the line, see that ball go in the basket, and by doing that, then you know it, it loosened Kawhi up a few times. He got a look from three that he made. He made a, a couple tough pull-ups, but it's being able to be aggressive, get to the line, see the ball go in, and it, it's just kind of a mindset. You know, if Donovan can get to that point where he was tonight at times where he's just an, an automatic two, if you get him the ball in the right situation, you get him in a one-on-one game, and if it's going to the line or, or hitting a, a mid-range jump shot, as Donovan hit a bunch of those tonight, or, or getting all the way to the rim, you know, it seems like that's so valuable in the fourth quarter, Tim. So many times it comes down to who's got the best player on the floor who can go get a bucket. Yeah, and right, right now, I mean, there's not – again, I think Dave said it, uh, but Kawhi would, you know, he's he's probably the MVP if you're to pick right now. Uh, but Donovan was going toe to toe with him, yep. you know, matching every basket and uh, making the right decisions, making the right plays. Um, so yeah, for sure, it's uh, it really was a half court game. It was, and Donovan was answering everything Kawhi was doing. It was really an impressive performance by Donovan tonight. Let's take a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call one eight hundred Go Serta. Visit SertaPro.com. That started with the C. We do painting. You do life. Uh, Jazz outscored tonight in the paint, forty-six to thirty-four. How much of that had to do with the putbacks? Probably second chance huge. opportunities. Absolutely huge. Um, you know, I, I, I in the first probably twenty possessions, they probably had five. 
um, five baskets right at the rim. So um, it'd be interesting to go back and totally chart it. But uh, I would assume that um, the majority of those offensive rebounds really late to Harrell was putting them back late. Um, but it's just that, that's so hard to overcome. How about Zubox, who who basically didn't see the the floor in the fourth quarter? Had eighteen point or eighteen minutes, had eleven points, nine rebounds, three of which were were offensive. How nice is it? To, you know, you were talking about uh, the depth with David and Ron, but you know he really comes out and starts the game really well, and then you know Harold comes in and basically does the lion's share of the work, and you go with a hot hand in the fourth quarter. That's a that's a great luxury to have right there. Yeah, Zubok was he was impressive tonight. Um, one one play, you know, he hit that that uh, little angle shot off the glass kind of like Tim Duncan um, he's a really skilled guy he plays really hard um, but it is a luxury it's a luxury to be able to put that guy out there early um, and then uh, finish the game with a guy like Harrell it's a uh, they, they've definitely got some some weapons and some options all right coming up on the other side we're hoping to get you more sound from the locker room as the Jazz fall to the Clippers tonight 105 to 94 Jazz game night post game show Tim Lacombe Jake Scott with you right here on the Jazz Radio Network Game night, post-game show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, 105-94 is your final. The Jazz fall to the Clippers. Back to L.A. we go. Donovan Mitchell talking to the media. We were there. You know, we just got to be making more of an urgency to, to rebound. And I think, like I said, they wanted it more. They were the aggressor. And um, we just got to find a way to combat that. We've talked about the role continuity plays on offense. Does that also play a role in rebounding? Uh, I think so. I mean, honestly, I think it's just one-on-one. You know, I think for us as a team, knowing that that's a priority, you know, I think after, you figured we would learn, you know, after the sack game, you know, losing that way. But, you know, um, I said it, uh, we said it before, you don't want to have too many mess-ups or screw-ups, excuse me. And, um, you know, the, a team like the Clippers are going to capitalize that. So if they're losing by one, it's it's 10. You know, I think um, we'll learn and we got to be able to uh, – do it. Just put the body on the net. Body on the yeah. That's really it. And then just going to get it. Uh, there's really nothing too complicated behind it. Just wanting to go get it. And we got to be able to want it more than they do. Um, I did, right? You know, I think for me, you know, I was aggressive when I needed to be. I made the right passes. But, you know, the things I'm thinking about, you know, is one, we got a rebound. Um, turn over at the end, the bad shot at the end. Um, I missed the switch, Lua had three. Um, so little things that kind of push the lead from three to six to seven. You know, the foul on, on Lou to put him right next to the bonus thing and lead to the next one. Like, those are the things I'm really worried about. Um, the turnover, you know, the great defenders are long. And um, I had a miss shot at the end. And I'm confident whenever I'm on offense, my teammates have confidence in me. But I think i got to do a better job of just finding guys. You know, a lot of times you attack and to shoot. Now i got to be able to make the play and, and hit the pass. I've been working on that a lot, but, you know, i just got to be able to do it uh, more. You really don't like think about it, you know, at, at the time um, being, but I think for me, just um, I've always looked at Kawhi as, you know, obviously one of the best players in the league, so it's 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 uh, special, but, you know, we got to, unfortunately, we didn't come up with a win. You know, I think that's really where my head is at. You know, I don't, I'm not saying, wow, I'm going back and forth, but I think for us, like, we got to get stops. You know, I think that's really what it is. It really has to be get a bucket and get a stop, and we weren't able to do that. That's your relationship. Just too much Kawhi, because for three quarters, he wasn't no. a big 
I mean, with all, with all, with all due respect, he, he hit shots, but, you know, the shots that he missed, we get those rebounds and we run. You know, I think Trez had two or three tip-ins. Um, Patty Bev gets a loose ball. Um, those are four extra possessions right there. You know, we can we can close that gap if we get those rebounds. You know, he's going to hit shots. You know, he's, he's finals MVP for a reason, but we got to be able to capitalize when he doesn't, and we, we didn't. And your relationship with Trez? Um, I've, I've known Trez uh, since my, my recruiting visit at Louisville, obviously, and um, he's been a guy I can, can talk to and joke around with. But it's it's pretty cool to have him, you know, Terry, um, Daniel Dabble, my, my roommate, you know, I think uh, VJ King, Ray Spalding, the guys who are all in the system and whatnot. I think it's pretty cool to be able to have that relationship still past, past college. How have you seen his game grow since then? Um, he's, one, he's more confident, I believe. He's always been confident in himself, I think, going out there making plays, you know, bringing that energy. I think he had six offensive rebounds today. Like, you know, he knows his role and it excels in it. You know, that's why, he, that's why he got paid what he got paid, you know, because he does, he does his job and he works his, he works his ass off. Last one, guys, sorry. We always talk about it. We need to be able to close game now. Yeah, we just got to be able to do it. But fortunately, we're not we're in November, we're not in, in April, you know, but we got to find ways to do it. And I think a lot of it just starts with simple rebounding. You know, if we do that, that changes the entire game. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. That was Donovan, <coughs> excuse me, Donovan Mitchell right there. He had a heck of a game tonight, Tim. 36 points, six assists to go with four rebounds. He was 11 of 21 from the field, four of six from three. And uh, you, you heard him uh, describe the little things that they didn't do, and he gave a couple of examples, one that uh, that you obviously noticed when we were watching the game, a switch on Lou Williams, you know, some uh, fouls here and there, and then, of course, boxing out and getting uh, getting those rebounds. Uh, you know, Donovan, he's really insightful in his postgame comments, actually. He'll tell you exactly what's going on. Yeah, his, uh, his maturity, and this is something that is, you know, obviously really evident here, but his maturity and, and his demeanor, um, obviously disappointing night because he had such a great night and you know in his mind it was kind of gone to waste because they lost and you love to see that about a, a guy who understands hey it was it was it was a great battle and he and Kawhi went toe-to-toe whatever but it that's not what this is about it's about winning the game um, and talked about the things that uh, went wrong uh, and caused the Jazz to lose the game and uh, things that they've got to improve on and get better at. How about this for a stat coming uh, just across Twitter from Tim McMahon of ESPN who says, Jazz offensive efficiency with Donovan Mitchell, 107.3 points per 100 possessions, which would rank tied for 12th in the NBA. Jazz offensive efficiency when he sits, 82.0, which would rank last by a whole lot. And it, it was no more evident than that brief spot in the fourth quarter when they pulled Donovan off the uh, – Coach Snyder pulled Donovan off the floor for – it couldn't have been more than two minutes. And all of a sudden, all that momentum the Jazz had built up kind of went out the door. Yeah, and we saw – you know, we, we were kind of talking about it. It's, it's a hard spot to be in, too, because it's a long season and – um, you know, the coaches are aware that he's got to have a little bit of rest. But uh, right now, the Jazz just do not play the same when he's not on the floor. This is where Mike Conley is so important and where he his struggles are, are hurting. Yeah, it, it is hurting. And it's, it's not just his inability to make a basket, but it really the five turnovers to one assist, I think that speaks volumes right now. Um, he, he's, uh, he's just having a hard time seeing what's open, um, you know, we used to talk about you know guys getting in a funk and, and shooting when they should pass and passing when they should shoot, and, and he's kind of in that right now. And uh, you, you hope that uh, there'll be another night soon, like the Clippers game here in Salt Lake for him. 
All right, let's check out your assist feature, proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Throughout the Utah Jazz season, Larry H. Miller Dealerships is donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you tonight. The Jazz uh, had 16 assists on 31 made shots. Uh, the, they were led by Donovan Mitchell, who had six assists. Uh, Bogdanovich had four assists. Uh, Ingles had two assists coming off the bench. Royce O'Neal with two assists, and then a couple of guys with one. Mike Conley with one as you mentioned to go with his five turnovers which is tough and uh, George Nyang had an assist in his six minutes of play I mean Donovan that, it's just remarkable because his you know he's he's doing what he's doing scoring the ball but to have six assists uh, which means he's making the right play and and he really was he uh, you know he talked there about maybe being a little more or, or seeing things a little better uh, that's really a mature thing for him but right now the Jazz really need him to score um, and he's doing that, but to have six assists on a night like he had tonight, scoring 36 points is really impressive. Oh, he's he's just been terrific. <clears throat> I mean, like we talked about in the pregame, there's been a couple of headlines that have that have really don- dominated, and it's almost like Donovan's extremely fast start has kind of gone under the radar because Mike Conley has struggled, and he did struggle again tonight, and that's going to be a huge storyline because he's their big acquisition. He's a, he's a big price tag player. Um, and he's going to take a lot of that focus when he has nights like tonight where he was he was not good, Tim, not good at all. But Donovan, you know, has been absolutely consistent and terrific to start the season. He and Rudy both really, and Rudy hasn't had the offensive numbers because of the different way that, that he's been played, but his defense has been uh, terrific, and, and Rudy was good again tonight. He, he certainly was not the problem, but Donovan has been uh, just awesome to start the season. Yeah, the, in, in terms of Rudy, it's just amazing to watch so close Closely. I mean, the one thing, uh, you know, being out of college coaching now and being able to watch the NBA and watch the Jazz every night, the number of shots that that he, that he affects within, you know, the restricted it's area. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, it is absolutely crazy. So you can't really put a price tag on on what Rudy brings to the table and his, his night being four for eight from the field, four for six from the line, 12 rebounds, or excuse me, 14 rebounds. Um, it, it's just amazing what what those, what Rudy and what Donovan are doing. And really, Boyan had a great start, just had a little bit of a, a stretch there where he, he was uh, kind of passive, didn't score a ton. Um, but the Jazz need it all right now. 55 total fouls tonight, Tim. Another foul night in the 50s. Yeah, and, and they were calling him. There was a lot of calls down the stretch, probably the last four minutes, um, where it was any kind of bump or any kind of, uh, you know, uh, any kind of, uh, the, you know, little gimmick. They were calling it. And uh, it's typical. That That's something you see early in the season. The officials are – are kind of browbeat all season, off season long to make sure they have those points of emphasis. But you can kind of see the game kind of loosens up as the season goes on. All right, 105 to 94 is your final. The Jazz fall to the Clippers in LA tonight. We'll have more coming up right around the corner. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you on your Jazz Game Night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network.
Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim McComb with you. 105 to 94 is your final. The Jazz fall on the road to the LA Clippers. Let's get to tonight's Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Back for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader with all proceeds benefiting the neighborhood house. Predictably, Rudy Gobert is your master of the glass tonight. 14 boards, two offensive rebounds for Rudy tonight. He also had 12 points on four of eight shooting and was four of six from the line. But rebounding really, Tim, is is the story tonight. And Rudy obviously is a, a terrific rebounder. But they're going to have to, I mean, whether it's it's Royce or Bogdanovich or or Jeff Green, I mean, Ed Davis, tough, tough break for him with the uh, with the broken leg. He's obviously a terrific rebounder. But they're going to have to fi- have to figure out a way to rebound the basketball. And that's something that we actually talked about early uh, in the preseason that, um, you know, they, they really did rely a lot on, on Faves to come in and do that. Um, and right now that is – it's a glaring weakness. But it, it's so hard because, um, you know, one night it's your turnovers. Tonight it was the offensive glass that, that really cost you the game. Um, but it is something that they'll have to really emphasize. And guys like Green and Bogdanovich and Royce who – you know, are giving up some size when they're playing that that four position. They've got to go hit a body. I mean, it's just got to be something like you know, like Quinn said in the interview. It's there's nothing. Co- it's not a cohesion thing. It's not a chemistry thing. It's just a uh, an understanding. You got to go hit a body and, and get the ball. David mentioned this when we were talking to him, though. The the kind of strange part about it is, is that Derek Favors. You know, obviously he was a terrific rebounder and gave them uh, terrific size. But they didn't close games with Favors very often over the past couple of years, and didn't. You know, at least to my memory, maybe there's some uh, jazz geeks out there that it could give us some instances, but I don't remember them getting beaten up on th- on the boards uh, like this uh, with those lineups last year. But I still I still contend it wasn't. I mean, it was a it was glaring in the fourth quarter because it happened two or three times in a row. But it was a you know to get 18 of them <laughs> that was a it's all game that long. was an all game long thing with all sorts of different lineups and um you know the other night they were one offensive rebound away from getting out of Sacramento with a win but missed one so it's just got to be something that they look at and and really emphasize and maybe that's all it is, and, and maybe they'll be able to to tighten it up. Uh, because at least with the Sacramento game, I mean, that was a Bogdanovich. I mean, that was a junior jazz play right there. I mean, he he just did not find the guy to to box out. You think that that would be an, an easy fix, and then all of a sudden tonight the, the issue is far more glaring than even it was against uh, Sacramento. So maybe this is one thing where they just need to go back to the fundamentals for a practice or two and, and tighten it up. And we talked – this game was about – early we talked about this in the pregame that the this game was going to be physical it was going to be a game they'd have to play with force they really did do that on the offensive end it was really impressed that this didn't mean all the shots were going to fall but they were very aggressive they have to take that same aggressive mindset to the defensive side uh, all the way through the possession through the shot and be able to get the rebound you know this game did not go how I thought it would now the fourth quarter got away from them a little bit because they gave up 40 points and, and Kawhi came alive and you know it's it's tough when when he goes out there and does that but 
I thought, honestly, I thought the Clippers would be around 115, 120 points tonight. I was expecting a, a real offensive explosion out of the Clippers, and we really didn't see that for most of the game. And, and I think that that's the thing. If, you, if you're going to look at something and say, you know, the, the one thing that's been pretty consistent throughout every game is the Jazz defensive effort and their ability to keep teams down in terms of their scoring. Uh, I think that coming into the game, the, the Clippers were number one in the NBA with in field goal percentage. That certainly took a hit tonight. Um, the Jazz actually outshot the Clippers uh, in terms of field goal percentage, but it's just 14 more chances, and then a lot of those you don't have a chance to defend because they're right at the rim, putting the thing back in the basket. Yeah, they came into the game tonight, Tim, shooting 49.6% from the field, which is Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just awesome. And and if you look at it, honestly, to, to kind of back up the point you're making there, Kawhi took 26 shots to get to his 30 points tonight. Um, if you look at uh, Lou Williams, who had 17, he took 18 shots to get to that 17 points. So, uh, you know, if you make their scores work hard like that, I mean, usually, you know, which makes the, the offensive rebounds, it all comes back to that, right? I mean, you make those guys work that hard to get to get their points. I mean, that should spe- that should mean good things happening for the Utah Jazz. But when they have all those opportunities, and not to come back to this, spot, uh, this stat, uh, but they shot 92 times. The Jazz only shot 78. Yep. And it's that is <clears throat> the hard part is that is not a scheme thing like uh, the game plan, the personnel, the way they guarded guys. I mean, there's always going to be you know, in a game. You know, the, the time that I'm thinking about is there was kind of a miss switch between uh, Donovan or Donovan assumed there was going to be a switch and maybe they didn't communicate it. There's always going to be something like that. Yeah. Um, but you you really have a hard time scheming. You just assume that the the shot's going to go up and you're going to go hit a body. And that's really – that was the part of the game that kind of fell apart for the Jazz tonight because they they did. I, I was really impressed the way they earned, made Kawhi earn his – he was one for nine. And he had – the looks he had, you know, they did a good job of forcing him left, which is what – he doesn't want – he wants to go to his right, but they forced him left. And then Rudy was always there to kind of make him score over the top of him. All that stuff was awesome. Um, the, the coaches had a great game plan. The scheme was great. But you got to finish with a, with a rebound. Let's take a look at your three-point takeover sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Big thanks to the folks at Mountain America Credit Union. Uh, the Jazz tonight, Tim, 10 of 31 from three, 32.3%. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich was three of nine. Joe Ingles was three of nine. Um, but the real story from three was Donovan Mitchell, who was just red hot, four of six. And uh, Tim was hitting some tough ones, too, Shot, uh, you know, coming off the pick and roll on the bounce uh, when uh, when they were going under the screen. I mean, Tim, just beautiful shots. He was just on fire tonight. And I've said this a bunch, you know, tonight, but his decision-making has been near flawless. He's, uh, you know, to recognize when you come off a screen the way they're guarding you, they're going to go under it. Um, his ability to kind of stop and pop, make those shots, whether it be mid-range or threes, uh, his decision-making is great. And I made the comment to you during the game, I mean, the Jazz figure out the offensive side because that we're talking about a lot about offensive rebounds, but mm-hmm. they're not going to win a whole lot of games shooting 39% from the field uh, in this league because it is a scoring league. Um, you know, they, they've done a good job. I think two, te- two opponents will score 100 – the Kings scored 101. The Clippers scored 105. That's that's good enough to win the game typically, um, but they have to do a better job uh, on the offensive side getting everybody going at the same time. How about uh, just as long as we're talking threes? How about Jermichael Green? 
who tonight was, let's see here, two of five from three. But on the season, Tim, he is shooting 57.7% from three. He made a big one tonight. He did. Uh, It was, you know, late in the game. uh, Kawhi kind of had it down on the the box, and we brought a, a second defender. The rotation was late, and, and Green hit a huge three to put him up three. Um, but yeah, he's shooting the ball well, and that's what you need. You need a couple of those of your guys to step up. The bench thing is a little concerning too. I, I know Moutier is out tonight. I know Davis is out tonight. Uh, but to get outscored fifty to nineteen, again, that's th- there's a lot of different things. It's really hard to win games. Period. But when you get outscored like that, that's tough. Yeah, and and those those players off the bench uh, or not playing tonight in Davis and Moutier, that was a that was an underrated deal tonight because no, you're right. I mean, look, look at the players that play off the Jazz bench. They had Green, Ingles, Nyang, and Bradley, and that's it. They went four four deep coming off the bench tonight. The only other players available were Brantley, Stanton, Kidd, Nigel Williams, Goss, and Mieoni. I mean, those are unproven players there at the end of that bench, and so uh, I think they missed Moutier in particular a lot tonight. Yeah, he was. He's been a, a, a bright spot. Uh, you know, I thought Bradley came in and gave some good minutes. I think he got. Uh, a little confused sometimes in ball screens and he gave up some baskets that way but you, you can't fault his effort um, you know he came in and rebounded the ball well um, you know he, he had a good line uh, he's just got to get a little bit more comfortable but uh, with Davis being out that's that's not going to be a, an issue he's, he's going to be thrown right into it so uh, you know he's been playing the league for a couple of years but this is now his time uh, that you know he's going to have to play some really meaningful minutes all right, coming up right around the corner, we'll put a bow on this one. Uh, we'll uh, get Tim's final thoughts on what to take from this Clipper game and as well as looking forward to next week or this week or, you know, what Sunday? It's technically this week. This week. This week, where the Jazz play the best of the Eastern Conference with Philly and Milwaukee coming to town. We'll get you ready for those games coming up right around the corner. 105.94 is your final, your Jazz Game Night postgame show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you right here on the Jazz Radio Network. I'm up here, and he found him up high in the rafters. Slam dunk, Donovan Mitchell, 56-49. Seven minutes to play in the third. Jazz by seven. Here's your call of the night from our friend David Locke. Welcome on back at your Jazz Game Night post-game show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. 105-94 to is your final. Uh, the Jazz fall to 4-3 and three on the season. Tim, you had a good idea during the break. I think we should absolutely do this. This year we're, uh, we've got three great game analysts and we'll be kind of rotating through throughout the season. Of course, Tim Lacombe, Coach Gordy Chiesa, and our good friend Ben Anderson of KSL Sports. Uh, we should keep a running total, see, see what everybody record looks like throughout the season i think that's a good idea why don't you go why don't you uh, recap it right now should we do uh, a little bit of okay so here uh, here's the breakdown right now tim lacombe oh for two but you've had two tough games we were talking about this you had the the laker game and then the clipper game both on the road so oh and two but those are two tough games i think i'm anytime jimmy goldstein's in the building i'm gonna have a hard time winning <laughs> and jimmy boy was jimmy there tonight wasn't he jimmy was there tonight how about that look at that a couple that seats down from ricky p 
Yeah, Rick Pitino. All right, so Coach Coach Gordy Chiesa is one and one. Uh, Coach has had both King uh, Kings games. So uh, Coach lost Friday night, uh, but uh, was there for the big blowout, one thirteen eighty one Kings win. So Coach is one and one, and then Ben Anderson three and zero on the young season. It's always the journalists, you know, <laughs> the two guys that have been in the trenches. Um, I, I think if you go back and look, I think I'm probably about 68, 70% uh, winning percentage. So we'll, we'll rectify this when Although it's all said and done. you were here on that, uh, that crazy slash worthless loss uh, last year against the Clippers in the final game of the regular season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broadcasting-wise, like my, uh, you know, in the playoffs and the regular season last year, my record has not been good. I'm talking, you know, coach. Being Coaching. The, yeah, oh, yeah. you had a great record. Yeah, Coaching. Yeah. But. Yeah, right now we're off to a tough start, but um, I'm going to call – so I'm doing Wednesday night. I'm going to call a win. We're going to win Wednesday night. Against the undefeated Sixers. Absolutely. I like that confidence Place will be there. nuts in here, and uh, the Jazz will find some things. I, I'm calling a win on Wednesday night. So Ben has had the Thunder, the Suns, and the Clippers. So those are, you know, the, the Thunder and the Suns. Well, the Clippers you know. with uh, without management. Cool. Yeah. So Ben's Ben's had the advantage. Well, I like this though. We're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to loser keep track of loser this. buys dinner for everybody. I like that, especially since you know I'm. I just yeah, you're. Get to, I just you just come get along. Get to go to and, and Adrian, Adrian goes. Yeah, Adrian. Of course, yeah. you two guys are you're you're just part of the deal. But the three of us, if they're up to it, I'm in. I'm gonna put a sign up in here. We should, yeah. We and should. I'll just mark it off. Let's do a little it. scoreboard. That's a good idea. Uh, that's a good idea. I, I am rooting for you, Tim, because I feel like I feel like you're pretty pretty connected. You could probably get us someplace, you know, like a like a nice table, someplace pretty sweet. Oh, we'll go somewhere good. I promise you that. All right. It won't be a Burger King or. You know some of the things we bring in here. Or wait, would it, would that be rooting against him? Am I rooting yeah, I guess for, you do want guess, me to go bad. Is yeah, that rooting? That's for, true. Uh, yeah, I, th- I feel like you could you could probably get us in some place. Yeah, we'll go good. somewhere good. Yeah, what are you making? You making fun of the BK I had uh, I had tonight? No, I'm just you know I, that's my burrito what, place was closed. That's right. That's what <laughs> we do though, right? We we got to eat. All right. Hey, let's uh, let's get some final thoughts on this one, Tim, from you. Uh, what you're taking from this tough loss to the Clips, and then we'll we'll look forward to that Sixer game. Especially especially since you're going to be with us Wednesday night as well. Well, I think going into the game, it, it was going to be a difficult game regardless. I, I thought the Jazz battled, and I thought that their uh, their attention to the game plan, the way that they approached the game, the way they came out and started, there's so many really positive things. But, um, again, the, the objective is to win, and there was one – or I would say a couple things. Number one, we beat it to death, but the, the offensive rebounds hurt. And uh, the Jazz inability to, to finish possessions, you know, Quinn talked about at the end of the game that that and, and Donovan talked about it. If they if they could have just, you know, gotten four or five more rebounds, they'd probably win the game. And so that's that's one thing you look at. The other thing is the the, the offense. This is a much better offensive team than we're seeing right now. And uh, a big part of that is, you know, Mike Conley's a better player than than what he's played. Um, I still have all the confidence in the world that he can figure that out. Uh, and then it's guys like, you know, I thought Joe was more aggressive tonight. He didn't pass up shots um, as much as maybe he's done. But it, I think right now that those everybody's got to understand their role and understand what they've got to do to help this team win. Uh, Donovan is so locked in right now. It is really fun to watch. Uh, and Rudy is Rudy. Um, he's a very 
you know, he's an imposing force on the defensive end and he's doing everything he can on the offensive end. Um, but it's, it's being able to get everybody else kind of firing that, uh, you know, is kind of will be the difference between uh, losing a game like tonight and winning. All right, coming up on Wednesday night uh, here at Vivint Smart Home Arena, the undefeated Philadelphia 76ers uh, will be in town. And um, Ben Simmons, and I just looked this up real quick because, of course, uh, we all, uh, everybody went nuts when he hit a three-pointer in the preseason. Zero three-point attempts, zero three-pointers made. Another regular season and still still the same story with Ben Simmons. If he really... If he ever developed a jump shot, he would be – I mean, he'd probably be top five players in the league. No, he's right? he is so talented, right? But I think the thing that is great about him and um, he knows who he is, he knows what he does, and uh, he's – yeah. He, I, I, would, I, I wonder if he'll shoot ten threes this year total. I don't think so. He didn't take ten threes total last year. Yeah. So I mean, he knows what he he knows what he is. He he's uh, he's a guy who plays, you know, in the paint in the mid range. Kind of uses his size, um, but they're off to a great start, and the the atmosphere should be crazy in here uh, on Wednesday night. And they do have to play Phoenix tomorrow night. And you know, we saw Phoenix the other night. They're they're a team that that is playing really hard for their new head coach uh, Monty Williams, and they. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I wouldn't certainly not pick them as a playoff team. DeAndre Ayton missing time. I mean, that certainly does not help. But Booker is off to a, a heck of a start. And Ricky Rubio is actually kind of a nice fit for them down there. So that Phoenix game is not going to be easy for Philly. And meanwhile, the Jazz are going to get some much-needed rest the next couple of days. I think that's one of the biggest things that, you know, this this week will be, like you mentioned, uh, four or five games in a seven-day span. Uh, to be able to have a night where you, you know, they'll fly home, they will have very little, you know, up until uh, that game. They won't have to fly anywhere. They won't have to uh, play a game. So this rest comes at a really good time. Real quick, because uh, rebounding has been such a theme tonight, who's the toughest rebounder you ever coached or coached against? Uh, you know, the guy that comes to mind, the, the toughest rebounder I ever coached against was probably Kawhi Leonard. Interestingly um, enough. And back then, that's how he scored. You know, he was not a the, – the game plan, actually, or the, or the scouting report on Kawhi was that his, his best offense was getting his own rebound or getting someone else's rebound. So it was a fight, you know, and that's how he got everything done, particularly early in his career at San Diego State. Well, isn't that where he came up with that uh, board man gets paid? That's right. That uh, we found out about in that in that story last year uh, during the playoffs? That's totally right. So I, I think that he's probably the guy that comes to mind, uh, ironically enough, that, um, you know, was he, he, he just – that's how he made his living, or, you know, uh, made his name uh, at San Diego State. Um one of the toughest offensive rebounders that I ever coached was probably Lee Kamard of all people. Really? And it was really because he just went every time. I, I think if you have the discipline every time the ball's shot to go, uh, good things will happen. And, and Lee did a great job for a guy who was you know, a little bit undersized, didn't have a lot of uh, bulk, but he had an uncanny ability to, to go get offensive rebounds. Kind of the just what the Jazz need, actually, not to say, you know, go sign right. Lee Kamar, but they need a player like that who's got a nose for it and, and willing to get physical and, and put a body yeah, on the Yeah, and that's one thing, like Ed Davis being out tonight, that's one thing he does really well. Yeah. And uh, some of those rebounds, uh, particularly when when Rudy was out or, uh, you know, 
those are probably balls that Ed, Ed could have gotten Conan got too. All right, we want to say a big thanks to Lock and Boone, doing a great job calling the game tonight. Thanks to the broadcast assistants doing their fine work behind the scenes. Thanks to Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Terrific work as usual, Adrian. Tim, thank you. It's always uh, great working with you, my friend, and you're going to be back on Wednesday for the Clipper game, so that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, we need. I need to get on the board. I need to get I need to get one. Wednesday's your Wednesday's day. Wednesday's the day. I'm Wednesday's calling it right day. now. Wednesday's going to happen. All right. Uh, broadcast uh, tip-off will be a little after 7 o'clock here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Uh, pre-game will begin at 6. Your final tonight from L.A. The Clippers beat the Jazz 105-94. And you heard it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network. <laughs>